I got some good news. What's that? Sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Webs, J-Rod, webs. I think you're all fucked in the head. Uh, I did not follow that. Do what you do. This show is all on fire. Yeah, hey, Kendall. Sorry, I was looking over there at that wax figure of Elvis. You know, Elvis is famous again ever since that movie came out. I know they moved him up to the front again. Yeah, they used to have him in the back with the also wases and the has also rans or whatever they call it. But now he's big news. You think he's going to sweep the Oscars? Oh, I don't know. It's what's what's it uh, nominated for? I think it's nominated for best picture. Uh, definitely best picture, best actor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was good. Was it good? Yeah, I really like. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, my mother loved Elvis, so it's very close to my heart. But I, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I think there needs to be a new category in the Oscars for best performance of a real life person. And then there can be other nominees for just good performances again. And yeah. not not the most lifelike recreation of somebody we already knew. You know, cuz that's yeah. what it's so often going to used to be you'd get your Oscars for like they said in Tropic Thunder for playing uh you know, disabled people or something. But now yeah. you've got to do a spot on impersonation of somebody we already know. I've cracked the code to the Oscars, folks. It's true, Cliff. You need to be on the board. I know. And you know what? Good for him. Jake Gyllenhaal refuses to bow to their rules. He's not out there trying to just copy somebody else, do a, a Shecky Green, you know, Rich Little uh, impersonation of somebody out there. He's doing his own performances. Thank you, Jake. For staying true to your artistry. He's going his own way. Go your own way. Go your own way. Now, yes. Cliff, we're trying to go our own way this week, too, because we're tired of being overlooked. So tired. Just like Jake Gyllenhaal is overlooked for his Oscar uh, that you bring up all the time. We yes. are tired of being overlooked here at the Wax Museum, and we've taken matters into our own hands. And we have commissioned our own wax figure that we are going to put here in the museum. We have. Now, when is it, has it arrived yet? Or when is it supposed to come? Six, eight weeks? I I think Charles is going to like meet them at the back door in like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. so, So soon. It's coming soon. All right. I know it's Reggie Waxman, who is the wax artist, you know, who does all these for the Wax Museum, did that one of Elvis over there, did that Eleanor Roosevelt, did that Genghis Khan, that Joan Rivers, you know, all of these. And so now he will have done one of us. He both of us, rather. Yeah, well, I, halfway through the process, I had to buy more wax for him. He oh. ran out. But well, yeah. you don't want to know how much the wax bill was, but it's, it. I just can't wait to see it. 
Uh, I hear that he's like just does great likenesses. I can't wait to see it either. I mean, that Joan Rivers over there, I can. It's like I can hear her saying, "Can we talk?" It's that's it is that lifelike. Just think, uh, I was just going to say, that's what ours will sound like when you look at it. You'll, you'll feel the belch. I can just see Cliff and Kendall belching in my face. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, Kendall, anything, any other news uh, in your life other than the Wax Museum thing that we uh, commissioned? Oh, oh, well, Susan had a baby. Okay, anything um, else? And also, I painted the laundry room as well. Changed what, the color. What color? I liked the well, old color. I know, but it was like a gray, and I wanted some color in there, so I painted it blue. I just went for it. Uh, blue, though, because the water, original, real original, Kendall. I mean, it calms me when I'm doing laundry. Laundry's a stressful time. I don't know how often you are in the laundry room, Cliff, but it is nah. a stressful time. <laughs> God and myself are laughing because only we know how little <laughs> I do laundry. <laughs> We're the only ones. Uh, but, well, I, more importantly, Kendall, I finally got... These Toonie Terrors Hocus Pocus figures in the mail. They finally came. I ordered them, no kidding, in July of last year. They Isn't it ridiculous st- how long it takes to get things these days? I, I, you know, the amount of times that I almost emailed whatever toy company. <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm 50 years old. and that's my, my emails go mostly to toy companies, folks. But I almost emailed them to just cancel it and say, Forget it. If you can't give it to me in six months, but it was it was some kind of thing with all plastic toys because there were other toys that were supposed to come out of other lines that also were pushed way back. I don't know if all the plastic. Maybe they had to reroute the plastic because of all the wax that we used for our figures. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But they finally came and they are so beautiful. These hocus pocus figures and I. I just can't wait to look at them for the rest of my life. I love them. I love them. It was one of those things that I almost canceled because I thought, I don't have the money for this. Then they came, and they were 50 times better than I ever dreamed that they would be. You know? Isn't it great when that happens? If I had a dollar for every time I thought, I don't have the money for this, I would have the money for it. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, Kendall. And let's... Now, look, can we travel back into a time when you could stretch a dollar a little bit further? I'm talking about 40 years ago at the movies. It was a long time ago. Long time ago in Bethlehem. Yes, Kendall, why don't we count down just for, you know, something to do. Count down the top... 10 movies of 1983, that year that happened 40 years ago. And what I was finding so astounding when I was thinking about these movies in 1983, that it both is within our lifetime and a thousand years ago. I was in my terrible twos. We were two. We were, we would turn to, yeah, that year. And yet, it was. It seems to predate history when you think it's it's that long ago, don't you think? I was. It's yeah. life was different back then, folks. Life was so different back then. I don't. Know. I'm not saying it was better, but I'm saying, damn, it's different. It was different. Oh, there's so many different things about it. There were. 
but that's a, that's a show for a different day, Cliff. We're just talking about the top ten movies, and I'm oh. guessing that you're going to want me to get a space coin. Get us a space coin. Dig it out of your 1983 pocket over there, Kendall. Oh, ha, 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 gotcha. I'm wearing a fanny pack. Oh. I mean, really, let's just talk about it. Why did they ever go away? They are oh. such a big help. You can carry all kind of things in them. Carry a bag. I am a obese, and that's no shame. I'm not shaming myself. I'm just saying. I'm an obese, bald man in my 40s, flaming homosexual. Just do like I do. Carry a damn tote bag around. I carry a tote bag instead of having one on my fanny. I'll forget my tote bag somewhere. Fanny pack is right there. It never goes away. Plus, it, I fit. It, I, I look like I should be wearing a fanny pack anyway, as a forty-year-old balding Batman. So, well, I always thought you had a fanny pack on, but then I realized that was just your fanny. All right, to the to the coin. Here we go, Cliff. To call it. I call oh. it. <gasps> tail for t- tail as old as time, as old as nineteen eighty-three. Forty it's years. A, it's tails. <laughs> Kendall, can you imagine, like, if, if if in the 90s, let's say when I was... In the 90s. I was, you know, world's hugest Rosie O'Donnell show fan. If she, her first year of her show, had done an episode about the movies from 40 years before, she would have been doing a countdown of the top 10 movies of 1956. That's how <gasps> long... 40 years ago is, was, okay? Because she started in 96, and I was there. Long time. Long time ago. And you said tales, so I I get to start us out. Long, long time ago, I can still remember how these movies used to make me feel. All right, I'm going to say number 10. And another funny thing (laughs) is... And another funny thing. (laughs) Before I get to number 10, I just want to go ahead and lampshade this so our audience knows that the funny thing is, folks, the more diverse topics, we could cover anything under the sun or around the other side of the sun, hidden from the sun. And really, we're only going to talk about a few things. Everything that we've said just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. And in that spirit, number 10 is a movie that I know I've talked about very recently, (laughs) but can't help it. No, well, all right, let me say this (laughs) before. (laughs) I just want to say that when I looked at the long list, it's not that long, but the full list that I found of movies from 1983, there were more than 10. It was, it was hard to whittle down to a top 10, but it was not one of those years that was just like classic after classic after classic. It was, it would be maybe difficult in the other way to come up with a good top 20. Yeah, you know, because it it yeah. was not the greatest year. It wasn't the worst. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, <laughs> folks. Forty years ago, and number ten. This oh, it's not safe. This number ten pick, but it was sexy. They don't make good and smutty movies quite like this anymore, Kendall. And in 1983. We were two years old, and maybe our parents went and bought a ticket to this movie about 
oh, you know, this teenage guy's parents go out of town and one thing leads to another. He's supposed to have a college interview, but he ends up hosting a bunch of hookers at his house trying to make up money for something. I forget. But the thing you won't forget is when you hear the, those sounds. dun 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 And then you see in the foyer a pantsless Tom Cruise slide in with his sunglasses on and he starts lip syncing. Just take those old records off the shelf. I sit and listen to them by myself. Kendall, are you picking down or are you picking up? I'm picking down while you're setting up for cocktail. No, this business was risky. Risky. (laughs) It was so risky they had to call the movie. Risky business. Risky business number 10. Kendall, did you love it? Did you ever see it ever in the last 40 years? I did see it. The the amount of times I recreated that scene in my own house in my underwear. (laughs) Thank God none of us were there to see it, but thank (laughs) God that they filmed it when Tom Cruise did it. Because, man, who would have thought 40 years later, Tom Cruise riding high. I believe he's nominated for an Oscar, isn't he? For, uh, For the Top Gun. Sequel. Oh, you are correct. Yeah, I would much prefer Risky Business Maverick, a sequel to this, instead of I didn't. I, I don't know. Top Gun. The sequel may have been great. I did not see it. I don't care for what you asked for. You'll be getting a Risky Business too any day now. I'm sure. Ooh, anywhere Tom's grandkids are doing the Risky Business. I'm guessing. There's one thing I've learned in all my years. Sometimes you gotta say what the fuck. Make your move. Anyway, kids out there, it's just prime teenage smut with a beautiful Tom Cruise, beautiful Rebecca De Mornay, and that great line, which still rings true today, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? Risky. (laughs) Clip. Yeah. Next up, number nine. It has a it has a riskiness of its own. Oh, um, uh, but a different kind of riskiness. Cliff. Now, starting back in the nineteen late nineteen seventies. Oh yeah. Um, a movie came out that that really changed the world in Ugh. in a lot of ways. Uh, it changed the way movies were made, the way movies were distributed. The uh, it it changed the whole studio system into a blockbuster ordeal every summer instead of just the Boo. more classic. I know it changed a lot, but you know you could argue for the better or for the worse. I'll argue, but no, I know you will. Um, but so, Cliff, not not only did that movie come out and it was just a huge success, another one came out after it, and people were like, "Oh my God, we can't get enough. We love it too. Give oh. us one more." Rocky, and it was really Rocky. No, Cliff, no. I hate Rocky as well as just as much as I hate this movie. Well, that's tough, isn't it? But Cliff, the third one that came out was the penultimate. It really wrapped up the series and. Introduced us to fluffy little animals called Ewoks. Of course, I'm talking about Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Real quickly, grammaticians, 
we know, you and me, it was not the penultimate. It was the ultimate. Penultimate is the next to last, which was Empire Strikes Back. Which the linguist knew what I was saying, <laughs> what I was talking about. Listen, Kendo, I don't know that they're picking up what you're putting down right then, okay? I'm afraid that our two senses can find no trace of Princess Leia. Sometimes I think you put things on a countdown just to see how risky the business will be. And if, if I will dip into this deep well of vetoes. Uh, you better stay away from those damn vetoes this time, Cliff. This was tell a me, m- masterful movie. No, nobody on earth says it's a masterful movie. What, Chewie? What, Chewie? Ask all the fa- the people that are fandoms that meet and talk about it all the time. This is not the one that they call masterful. This is the one with the fluffy Ewoks. Anyway. I love the Ewoks. Did, okay, tell me this. How did you love this? Did you I did. love it? Did it have a huge... Nice work. <laughs> Great, Chewie. <laughs> Great. Always thinking with your stomach. You take it easy. Let's just figure out a way to get out of this thing. Because to me, it was not. When I, I don't know. When I was a kid, I had no knowledge of what Star Wars was. Once I was on a trip to the mountains in a cabin with some cousins, older cousins of mine who were like teenagers. And they were like, oh, my God, we've got to settle around the big TV tonight because Star Wars is coming on. And I was like, Star Wars? What is this that you speak of? No, it's the best. Kendall, I fell asleep. And it, but it, it's just one of those things that missed me. It's not because it's bad. It just missed me. Like just like those uh, bullet zinging right by my head, just missed me. That's all right. It missed me first too, but then I found it. So, but and you I did it. as a kid. You loved Return of the Jedi. No, no. Hey. Point that thing someplace else. So you really are a big fan and you love this movie. Yeah, I, I right. really I don't like the, the, the one I don't like episodes one, two, three that George Lucas did after the fact, but when you go back and watch the first three Star Wars movies, like the motion control camera systems that are there did not exist before that. Like all special effects were built around that movie. Like it is a huge change in the way all things were done. All right. If you insist. ILM, Kendall. which went along to make Hocus Pocus special effects. We wouldn't have those witches flying through the air if we didn't have the Millennium right. Falcon, Cliff. You sold me. I'll put up Good. with the put that Falcon. Veto. I knew I was going to have to fight it. That's why I got it out of the way early. I could be mistaken. They're using a very primitive dialect, but I do believe they think I am some sort of god. No, no. Sometimes. Oh, have you seen this wonderful wax figure of Marilyn Monroe? (laughs) Why, it's like her dress is being blown up by an air vent below her. Oh, Oh, it's such a wonderful display. They have a little air blast and the dress goes up, dear, but not too far. Trust me, I checked to make sure etiquette was still followed. Good. I'm glad that you did. Now, I did see that Marilyn, I loved that Marilyn, it was right by the Judy Garland over there and right by the J-Lo from, you know, she had on her green dress. 
Oh, dear, she is a, it's a lovely wax figurine. And you know, the other thing that's wonderful that they just got in is the Golden Girls display. Did you <gasps> see that? Did no, you? we need to go. Oh, my God. There's a Golden Girls display. Oh, Kendo, we need to go take our pictures by all of them. And do they have a big wax cheesecake? That they're oh, absolutely dear. Of course, they have the cheesecake. Oh. How could you have a Golden Girls display without it? Yes, and boys, you'll know you want to have your picture taken with that wonderful wax Winston Churchill. Oh, I know all of your friends will be very impressed with that. Oh, we're gonna need a wider lens. We're gonna, we are for me and Kendall and Winston Churchill. You know, I agree with him though. Never give up, right, guys? Stay with it, stick with it. That is true, dear. Well, and we we must stay with your little plan that you have for the wax figurine. <laughs> oh, yes, whatever you say, Sugar Lump. I'm just following you on this one, girl. <laughs> oh well, dear. Let's go over there and see Gene Kelly. I want to see how good his face looks up close. <laughs> oh yes, let's go see if he's dancing in the rain. <laughs> I love that one movie where he, he dances in the rain, dear. Oh, they're making it rain, dear. Display, oh. Oh, now see, that is cool. They have those sprayers kind of like in the produce section of the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Over uh, there. there. He's waxing in the rain. Now, waxing where, in the rain. Where do you think we yes. should put our wax figure? What, what Near which celebrity fits best? Uh. Well, obviously, I think next to that Madonna with the cone bra. Oh, okay. That's a good place. But what about next to, over there next to Spielberg? Because, you know. I mean, well, we could put you. We could put you over there next to Spielberg, and me over there next to Madonna, and then Ooh, we, and then it's like we conquer more of the museum. Yes, divide and conquer, and then people have to come to two places to see the two of us. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Right. Settled. It's settled. All right, Cliff. Number <laughs> eight. eight. No, yeah, eight. <gasps> well, eight is great. Now, Kendall, this is a movie that, like you, I did not see it in 1983. <laughs> the way <laughs> you did not see Return of the Jedi in 1983. But I did see it when I was a little bit older. And I just think I had to have it on the countdown. It's a great movie about a nice... Relax. You know how I was just talking about going to the cabin in the woods with those cousins mm-hmm. who love Star Wars. This is kind of like that. They go to a summer camp, and in this, you know, in the summer, and they camp, and it's got all <laughs> the different activities going on. Got the canoeing and swimming and arts and crafts and murder. Oh God, someone's murder. killing this the kids at the sleepaway. Camp. Kendall, it's called Sleepaway Camp. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks. And I'm getting very scared. And it was the first of three. <laughs> Caught on. You'll never, you'll never believe who was doing all the killing until the end when the secret is revealed. And then you'll want to stick around for the sequels that also were two tons of fun, like two big wax statues of Cliff and Kendall. Someone wants to scare you to death. Sleepaway Camp, did you? Love it. I think it's one of the great examples of a movie where people are killed at a summer camp. (laughs) I did. I did love it. Um, I don't remember much about it now. I need to watch it again. Need to watch it again, Kendall. Refresh that memory. 
It, it was just, I mean, it says it all in the title. It says you it know, all. Everything about the 80s that we loved about horror films usually involved death at a, at a, at a summer camp. So. At a summer camp. And I remember, decades before I actually saw the movie, I remember the videotape box in the video store. And it's the iconic image of a bloody knife coming up through the, a shoe, you know, like a oh, yeah. an 80s shoe. And because that what well, it says it all. Sleepaway camp, knife through your shoe. Watch out! <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Watch out! out. Anything could happen in a movie like that, Kendall. Anything could happen. Uh, Cliff, is it time to get some shout outs oh, out of the way? I have been wanting to shout, 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 shout it all out. out. These, These are, are the things, things that we're, we're shouting, shouting about. about. Come, Come on. on. Ooh. I'm shouting at you. Come, Come on. on. Yes, Kendall. I want to shout out first, if you don't mind. Do it. I want to give a little shout out first to someone who deserves a big congratulations. And I don't like to, you know, talk only about us on the show, Kendall, and... But some things Never have to be. Before. Well, some things have to be congratulated, and this is one. I was chosen as the library's library volunteer of the month. Kendall, they loved what I do with the Dewey Decimal System and the way I put those books back in the shelves. And so they had this big ceremony for me. Well, it was a ceremony for a lot of things, but the, really the capper. The I know you made me attend. Well, I wanted a lot of photos. You know how I like to have. Well, you flip got books them. Made. I put it on the like the golf setting. Where it's like. Yeah. All the time I, you were dancing to that song they made you about do 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 the Dewey's Decimal System. I know it's like an old doo wop, but I can't remember how it went. But it well, was. Well, it's a it classic funny. song from the coasters. You know, back in the '60s, there was this trend of songs about the library, and there was one about you know the big index, the big reference section, and the do 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 Dewey's Decimal System. And that was the one that I danced to because of how skilled I am with the decimal system. But anyway, congratulations to me for being. Congratulations to you, Cliff. Library Volunteer of the Month. Oh, I shouldn't have. You really shouldn't have. <laughs> what about I mean, you, You really Kendall? shouldn't have. Anything uh, to shout? I got some shouts to make. I got a shout out to the guy at the deli counter. Now, Whoa. I know what you're asking me. You're like, Kendall, why were you at the deli calendar? Cal- calendar? Why were you at the deli counter as a vegetarian? <laughs> to be specific, I was asking you, Cliff, why were you at the deli calendar? <laughs> that is what hey, I was really I'll asking. get there, okay? Give me a minute. <laughs> um, and and I would say, why are you calling me that? Anyway, no, Cliff, why am I at the deli counter as a vegetarian? That's what you're asking. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, I was there because even though I ate this plant-based uh. meat, I really love it sliced thin like deli meat. And so I asked the guy at the at the counter, I was like, Bobby, can you please help me out and, and clean the deli slicer off and then slice me some meat? And he did. He was gracious enough, did the whole thing for me. And I just had to give, give a big old shout out. Shout out to Bobby. Bobby pleaded guilty to the charges that they read. You ever heard that Reba song, Bobby? It is so... Oh, you couldn't take it. Kendall, you couldn't right. take it? No, you that was Bobby <laughs> McGee over at the deli counter. Yeah, Bobby. I like a song about him, too. I'm giving a shout-out now 
hope she doesn't mind me doing it. But I have to give a big heartfelt shout out to Susan Sarandon, the Academy Award winning actress, because what a career. Rocky Horror Picture Show, first of all, Thelma and Louise, The Client, this, the everything that she's done. Doesn't Susan Sarandon, she elevates any material that she's given and just unleashes greatness upon the world. I'm going to look right now on Amazon. How much is Dead Man Walking on DVD? Because I don't have that. Hmm. It's too bad she can't be on our show. Guys, oh no, that's too much for delivery. Oh, I'm going to have to study about this. Woo! 12.45. I, I could probably swing that. No, just, all right, anyway. Uh, but I hate to interrupt your shopping to finish yes. the show, but... Susan Sarandon. You were, you were saying, Susan Sarandon, what a lovely lady. I we just applaud thought, you. We applaud you. Shout out. Hey, I mean, shout it. I'll shout right there with you. She's in this great movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Moonlight Mile. Excellent. You know who else we need to shout out to? T- to quote the owl, who? Ooh, uh, the organizer of the Busheltown Bluegrass Festival. Now, Cliff, though I don't listen to bluegrass music very much or anything like that, it does remind me when I was a kid and all, but I just went to check out to see. I was like, oh, I wonder if they have anything interesting going on down here. And they were like, oh, you know, we need a piano player. We're, our piano player is sick. We don't have anybody. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll step in in a pinch. And I got up and then I tried to tell everybody, I was like, oh, you must you must know me from the Cliff and Kendall, you know, the 4 a.m. Sunday morning show at Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. And nobody really knew that. But huh. I thought that must be why they want me on stage playing the piano. But I had a great time. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. I'm so glad that happened for you. Busy week. Kendall, it was busy. And I have one more shout out to add to the busyness of the add week. It. And this shout out goes to certain baby this I mean when this baby came who'd have thought it would change the way we see everything and of course I'm talking about the song baby baby I'm taken with the notion to love you with the sweetest of devotion Stop for a minute. No, I'm kidding. Baby, I'm so glad you're mine. Oh, yeah. 32 years ago, Amy Grant. Oh, my God. 32 years. (laughs) Gave birth to baby, baby, and we're still rocking to it in the free world. Well, I was rocking to it until you said 32 years. That really knocked me (laughs) off the rock train. I know, but... Really, way to bring us back down, Cliff. 32 years ago. 32 years. I'm shouting out to 32 years of baby, baby. A baby. Taking with the... Yes, Kendall. Right, what Cliff, a... I've yes. got one more shout one out more. to make right. here. One more. One more. I gotta make a shout out to some special people over at the Blop Smush, Splop Smush Food and More. It's the people that that give out the samples. Oh, they always give me as many samples as I like. And I, I went back four times yesterday, and I, I mean I did wear different hats, but I know that yeah. they saw through that. And they still gave me a, a sample every time I came. So I just shout out to them. They know what's up. They know that I need uh-huh. samples. 
so, how wonderful. I can't imagine you're the only how one. How wonderful life Ooh. is with these samples in the world. world. Amen. Amen. God. Amen. Amen. That. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, okay, let me pr- pr- praise the Lord. Pass the plate, Cliff. How one. All right, so now are we ready for seven? <gasps> I think so. Let's you're see, number, number seven. Oh, gosh. <gasps> number seven. Oh, gosh. Is right, Cliff. Now, number seven. We, you know, we just came off of a horror, uh, so let's stay in the genre while we're at it Uh-oh. for number seven. There's a lot of things in this world to be scared of. A lot of people scared of, of heights, spiders, you know, falling from the heights, all kind of things. Spiders falling on you. Oh, God, don't get me started. But not many people are terrified of, of motor vehicles. No. But you know what? They should be. Oh. They should be because there's because of the gas guzzling. That and the one time when one of these cars just came to life and started murdering people. Chitty chitty that, bang bang. No, Cliff. No. After that, it was the classic that this I actually did watch when I was a kid. I don't know why I watched it when I was such a little kid. But Christine, Johnny, you ever owned a car before? No, I just got my license. Start her up. Her name's Christine. I like that. The Stephen King thriller turned into a movie. Did you not love Christine? Or did you watch it? I have seen it, and I have read the book. I will say it's not my favorite of the, his movies or books, but it does have really cool parts where the car like grows back and becomes, <laughs> you know, new again. That part's fun. I just thought it was the coolest movie and it I, I don't know why I thought I, I don't even know why. It, I just thought it was the coolest thing and it was like such a scary thing. I just love that movie. I watched it over and over and over again. Well, wow. You you had like a Christine on a racetrack just going around and around and around. I did. I did. You did. An obsession with Christine. Oh, uh, what about the new adventures of old Christine? I prefer that a little bit. Uh, although they lost a little bit when they took the car out of the conversation. Kendall. Number. Cliff. Number six. Kendall. <laughs> we're here. We're here. Everybody, we're here. We're here at number six. Before we go to break, I see you over there. You're doing the pee pee dance. I can tell. But I'm always doing the pee-pee dance. We've got to do one more before we go to break. Number six, Kendall. And this is another way, like Risky Business, where even though we've never counted down the top ten movies of 1983 before, we've mentioned a few of them. And this is one, this may be the one, although Kendall claims he's seen Return of the Jedi a bunch of times, <laughs> uh, this may be the one that we've actually seen the most. I think definitely it's the one I have seen the most. And every time I see it, it just keeps getting better and better, like Beetlejuice says about The Exorcist. And this is one It makes me say things like, oh, fudge. It makes me want to make sure that I'm not going to shoot my eye out. It makes me me, an anti-gun nut. It makes me want a Red Rider BB gun. And I'm talking about 
It's not the Easter story. And it did not happen on Labor Day. It was a Christmas story. Yeah. You Parker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it? I don't know. What's in it? Here. Bring it in, huh? Okay, boys. Hold that on in, sir. Move it, Charles. Yeah, yeah, bring it right on in. Right here. Candle, that remember the Love it. gleam of electric sex shining in the window. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Merry Christmas. Get the crowbar and a hammer, Ralphie. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, with that lamp. Kendall, if Kendall really knew me, if he really wanted to give me something that I wanted, I want a full <laughs> life-size leg lamp to leave up in my goddamn living room window 365 days a year and some glue. Well, Cliff, that is a major award, and you have to, you have to earn that major award. Oh, motherfuckers at the library did not give me a leg lamp when I was... Unanimously chosen as volunteer. Okay, of the don't month. be so. Don't be so fragile. Oddly enough, they tried to do a Labor Day spinoff. It just didn't work. Didn't, work. didn't have the same pizzazz as a Christmas story. Turns, Labor Day story. Turns out Labor Day doesn't mean as much to many people. When you wake up and you see the world covered in the new fallen snow, it's irritating in September. But in Christmas, it's beautiful. Ain't that the truth, Cliff? And, you know, we're going to have to go to break because if we stay here much longer, you'll shoot your eye out. We'll shoot your eye out. And all I can say is ho, ho, ho. We'll be right back after this. Hey, you've made it this far into the show. It'd be a shame to give up now. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after the break. I play guitar. And when I play, I like to turn up the juice. So I rock with the real fruit juice taste and bubbly on bubble gum snake, Hawaiian punch, fruit punch, wet and wild watermelon, and strawberry stripe. Their full face taste keeps my jaws jamming, and their blasting bubbles slide off my lips like my fingers across this guitar. Bubbly Yum has three new flavors with real fruit juice taste. You gotta like the sound of that. Bubbly Yum keeps it popping. Flavors contain 2% apple juice concentrate and artificial flavor. And now back to the show. Yesterday a child came out to wonder Fun, 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 a dragonfly inside a jar Gravy boat, gravy boat, gravy boat, gravy boat When the sky was full of Okay, okay, okay. And the okay. seasons, they go round and round, and the painted ponies go up and down. I do down. love football. I do love football. We're captive on a carousel of time. Just like that, just like that, just we like that. Just like that. We can only look behind from where we came and go round. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh dear. Well, I <laughs> I think that's a lovely statue that you've ordered of of Marlon Brando. 
Oh, but I don't know why you ordered the second one, the one shaped like Dom DeLuise. Bowers. Oh, no, 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 no. Those are that's us. That's that's Cliff and I, like as wax figures. That the one that you think is Marlon Brando is late. Is not late in life, Marlon Brando. It's late in life, Kendall. It's not. I'm not. Uh, you know the Dom DeLuise. That's me. Can't you see this? The facial structure. Look at the way I'm smiling. Look. See? And you look to see that the Dom DeLuise, he's wearing that Madonna T-shirt. Well, mm. I, I guess I could see it a bit, dear. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's very lovely then. I'm sure it's going to go, going to be a lovely display. I think he's wearing that shirt because you, Dom DeLuise was a Catholic boy. <laughs> Simple explanation there. Well, well, we paid a lot. I paid a lot for that extra wax. So I, I'm hoping that everybody else understands who it is. Well, hopefully, I hope you didn't max out your credit card uh, paying for all the wax. Well. Well. (laughs) It happens. Wax charges. You know, the price of wax. People talk about eggs being expensive. Don't get me started on the inflation of of wax during the last few years, Cliff. But now it's time to talk about something else. Oh. Oh, that. (laughs) Sneezing. Or is this a show about sneezing? Oh, Hot subject. Oh, oh, God bless you. I'm, that sounded like a big one. Came out of nowhere. Uh, that was a big one. I feel like I just lived through the big one in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. I was right in the middle of a sentence and it just hit me. Oh, it's, it's when they happen, Kendo, out of nowhere. <laughs> the big one's going to come. <laughs> anyway, folks, this is not... Earthquake updates. This is hot subjects. Oh, I don't know oh, which is worse. Oh, so, not here at the Wax Museum, boys. Not anything too controversial. Oh, anything too hot might well melt the wax. Oh, yes. Uh, well, we'll keep it to a, a lukewarm hot. Um, now, you know, this is just a, a story to prove the fact that you shouldn't just be handing cell phones to children. Don't. Because a Michigan man says a six-year-old son ordered $1,000 in food from Grubhub. Oh, Isn't that my. awful? He had a bill after he, he just, the kid was like, it's just went a smorgasbord from several restaurants, <laughs> leading to a string of unexpected deliveries and maybe a starring role in an ad campaign. But uh, he said the food piled up quickly at the home on Saturday night after his son had used his cell phone to play a game before bed. But he did more than play a game. He had all the great restaurants. So... <laughs> yeah, don't don't give your your kid the phone if you don't want to have just huge food deliveries without any notice. Oh, I don't think anyone should have a cellular phone until they're at least eighteen years old, boy. Oh, absolutely, dear. Well, I mean, think of the trouble they could get in with a cellular phone. Well, let me tell you about some more trouble that could be gotten into. Okay, Uh-oh. this is subject is so hot I can't believe we're even talking about it. A Japanese YouTuber created a custom setup to allow his pet fish to play Pokemon on his Nintendo Switch, but guys, a malfunction led to the fish spending money at the eShop and revealing its owner's credit card info on a live stream. Oops. Oh my lord. YouTuber Maurice runs a channel on the video sharing site where his fish plays various games in the Pokemon franchise, and the beta fish controls the game simply by swimming to different areas of its tank, guys. But Maurice set up the system to live stream the fish playing Pokemon Violet 
Uh-oh, but a malfunction during gameplay led to the Nintendo Switch returning to its home screen, and from there, the fish's movements caused the Nintendo eShop to open, and the pet spent $4 of its own owner's money to buy points, and the fish also revealed old Maurice's credit card info right there for all to see. The fish, the fish also managed to download an app to play other games, spent reward currency on an avatar, requested a confirmation email from PayPal, and changed Maurice's account name to Rowawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawawaw
I'm just gonna say a collision with a sedan that shattered the windshield and left its hood covered in what appeared to be feces. Luckily, the cow was not injured and was safely returned to its owner and got by with a little help from some local ranchers. So, cows against Teslas. Who who do you choose? Clip, you guys? have your newspaper folded there that you're reading that from and you can't see the title of it is How Now Brown Cow. You should have known from the title that it was they were going to be talking about uh, that kind of stuff. Oh god. Uh, yeah, should have known. Should have, would have, could have. Oh dear, I think it was a, a funny story, but I'm not sure it was the right thing to, to do. <laughs> Are we about over with this now, boys? <laughs> uh, well, I have one more. I have one more hot subject, All right. real quick. What do you got, Kendall? So, what do you got? The statue of the meatpacking magnate was beheaded in Sacramento. When the statue of the 19th century Northern California rancher and meatpacking magnate was de- decapitated earlier this week, leaving investigators at the state capitol scratching their heads to find the motive behind the vandalism. Nobody quite understood why. Was it just a, a prank somebody put up for the local high schoolers? Was it a, a hazing ritual? What was it? We don't know. Whose head? Whose head have your boots it been under? A, Who's? It was the meatpacking, like... Magnate of the area from from the like 19th century that was like started the meat packing around oh, there or whatever. Oh, somebody! But you know, like uh, the the head of the community at the time, and like okay. were, he was remembered fondly Big as the meat packer, originator of the city. Yeah. All right, I prefer fudge packers. All right, I have one more hot subject, and th- this one, guys, I'm sorry, but it makes me hot. <sighs> That's the idea. A school in Queensland, Australia, said a book recently returned to its library was found to be nearly 120 years overdue. Oh, my God. The conspiracy continues. Toowoomba Grammar School said in an Instagram post, they're... Police are posting on Facebook. The grammar school's posting on Instagram. Is anybody at work? They're posting, though. They're saying a copy of Great Expectations by old Charlie Dick. Charlie the Dickens was recently returned to the school's library by a man named John Lamb. And Lamb's grandpapa, Arthur Lamb, had been a student. They were on the Lamb. They were probably on the, probably what they changed their name to. They probably went into witness protection when they realized this book had been out that long. But they, our Artie Lamb was a student back there in the 1902-03 school year and had checked out this book in 1903 from the library. Heavens above! The school was discovered, sorry, the book was discovered recently by family members in a box of various possessions and is in excellent condition. Lamb kindly returned it to the school for display 120 years Overdue, they say a huge thank you to the Lamb family. I say shame, shame, shame on the Lambs for keeping that book for 120 years. Think of all the people who could have read Great Expectations if it weren't for that one guy. Well, you know, Cliff, they had great expectations, but still overdue books. Now, I don't, I'm telling you the conspiracy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It continues. Something bigger's going on with all these late library books. Something is, well, if they're hoping to get a record, 
You're not going to beat that one, I don't think. The, uh, unless you've checked out something from the first library ever in ancient Greece, and it's 2,000 Although years. stay tuned till next week when somebody else will have their new record. For 121 years. I don't know. Oh, guy. oh boys, is that Charles the Contractor over there? Why is he wiping the face of that candle wax figure? Oh, because he's got some sort oh. of something on it there with his handkerchief. Charles, be careful. That, that wax was expensive. Uh, oh, look, your nose is really long now. He's sort oh, of dear, I'll it. go check it out and see what's going on. Let's try to oh. what's going on there. Oh, oh, it's probably because I bet his handkerchief was real hot from being in his pocket and it probably melted the wax on your nose <clears> over there. They're start- a crowd is starting to gather. I think we're a big hit. They are. Uh, well, yours sort of now looks like a caricature of the whichever the fat one was in Laurel and Hardy with the, the way that your nose has been sort of protruded in a Pinocchio-like way. Well, obviously, it was the fat one of whichever one you were talking about. Obviously, it was the fat one. Anyway, Kendall, speaking of 1983 and the year in film, what is number five? This movie was another one of my favorites way back when, way back then, when an evil, not an evil, a mad scientist, not an evil, a mad scientist, who was uh, also a surgeon... (gasps) Took matters into his own hands when he was working on brains. Brains. And, and when all of a sudden one day he started to talk to a brain <gasps> and fell in love with it. Uh. <gasps> if it was one of our, our favorite actors, Mr. Steve Martin, in The Man with Two Brains. Did you love this movie, A Man with Two, The Man with Two Brains? I want you to do something very important, all right? Okay. I want you to run home, and I want you to call the ER of North Bank General Hospital, 932-1000. Tell them to set up OR6 immediately and contact anesthesiologist Isadora Turek, 472-2112, beep 12. Have them send an ambulance with a paramedic crew, light IV, D5 and W, KBO. You got it? ER, North Bank General Hospital, 932-1000, set OR6 contact anesthesiologist Isadora Turek, 472-2112, beep 12. I'm being able to do it with Paramux and Lavi, D5 and WKVL. That's good. Sounds like a subdural hematoma to me. Oh, it does, does it? Well, it's not your job to diagnose. But I thought... You thought, you thought, just go! I liked it. It was not my favorite of the Steve Martin movies directed by Carl Reiner, but it was enjoyable and... It leaves me with this scientific question, Kendall. Do you think you would fall in love with a brain? Well, it depends on how smart that brain was. I thought you were going to say how sexy it was. but uh, Ooh, how sexy. <laughs> I, I, you know, well, Cliff, because deep down you don't fall in love with the body. You fall in love with the person inside the body. So it brings up real big ethical and moral questions. I don't know. You've never seen somebody with a real tight frontal lobe before. A beautiful woman gets hit by a car. And needs brain surgery. And the man who hits her is the world's greatest brain surgeon who operates on her and saves her life. If I save her life, Olson, if. Kendall, the man with two brains. Two, please, for the man with two brains. That's four. All right. Kendall, number, speaking of four, I'll be damned. Number four. That's not where we are. Number four. Now, Kendall, this is a movie that I did watch, not when I was young, young, but when I was... A tween, probably. I got this on the old videotape. And that should tell you everything you need to know about me and who I was as a tween. Because I wanted a videotape of... This is a movie that's 
shows you how things have changed. Remember how you were saying how Return of the Whoever has changed everything and it's all blockbuster <laughs> this, blockbuster that, except at Blockbuster, which is out of business. Yeah. This is what used to be at the movies, Kendall. This kind of movie used to be the number two grossing movie of the year, right behind the Jedi's thing that you said. This is a tender, not tender Murphy's. It's a, a different tender movie. A tender movie, a comedy, a drama. It's a dramedy like everything on TV these days. This would be a limited series at some point. Tender tale of a mother and daughter. <laughs> tender tale. Of a mother and daughter, Kendall. And this mother, she's strong-willed. You know, her daughter's all she ever had. Her daughter grows up. They don't always see eye to eye, but... They love each other, and they, they're kind of best friends, best enemies. I got some good news. What's that? I'm unofficially pregnant. I mean, we haven't gotten the test back yet, but you know me, I'm never late. Well, now I don't understand. Um, if you're not happy for me, I'm... I'm gonna get so mad if you're not happy. <laughs> Why should I? Why should I be happy about being a grandmother? Best of the best. And it's got a cast straight out of the stars in the sky, Kendall. They plucked the stars from the sky and they put them in this movie. I'm talking Danny DeVito, Jack Nicholson, and that's just the boys. Then you get to... Deborah Winger and Academy Award winner Shirley MacLaine. Sweetheart, in terms of endearment, we're all still coming to terms with terms of endearment 40 years later. I'm still coming to terms with endearment. <laughs> did, did you ever see in the last 40 years terms of endearment? Cliff, I, I did see it. Um, I don't remember much about it. It's been a while. I think, didn't I do that for. Um, some directing class? Didn't I have a clip from that? I don't know. You might have. It's it's really good, and Shirley MacLaine is great. Now, it is in The Family. Uh, sorry, I was doing jumping jacks over here. Now I've got I'm out of breath. Because I was, I was trying the thing, whew, for the Fran Drescher GM thing where you do jumping jacks while other people are talking, and... It's got me winded. It's very distracting to people that are talking, I must say. <laughs> I, I, really, I didn't notice anything you were saying, so I couldn't tell. But it's a great movie. Shirley MacLaine is wonderful. It is in the family of Steel Magnolias, Beaches, this funny but sad. I will say it is not as funny as Beaches or Steel Magnolias, which have like hilarious parts, if you're asking me. Yeah. But this has funny parts. <laughs> the, the funniest part to me was Deborah Winger. At one point, she has her young children in this parking lot of a grocery store, and she's trying to talk to this other adult that's in the parking lot. And so she tells her kids, she's like, go wait over by the car. And they don't move. And so she just like starts screaming, now, 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 now. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is what it's like with children. You have, you have to start screaming. <laughs> but then it has the famous, famous 
where you know once Deborah Winger, her her whole story is kind of sad, folks. But and it doesn't end. <laughs> it's a sad one in a happy way, either. But she's in the hospital and it's time for her medicine. And Shirley MacLaine has that iconic scene where she goes around to the nurses saying, "Give my daughter the shot," and she's screaming and screaming because she needs the pain medication. But anyway, what a fantastic adult film for people <laughs> to go out and see. Say, I want to go see two tickets, please, for this tender tale of a mother and daughter and their relationship. And by the way, swept the Oscars that year. And yes, I had it on VHS tape. VHS, Kindle 2, Terms of Endearment number four. That's, that's why they didn't name it Times of Happiness. No. They named it Terms of Endearment because it had some sad mm. moments. That was a good one for the countdown, Cliff. I, uh, I, now I, I did watch it. Just the other day to get back in the mood of 1983. Oh, and I, th- I can't. I can't watch sad movies. I now. thought that I could get through it, but oh, it's a tearjerker, and it, I jerked a few out. I couldn't help it. <laughs> the last time I turned on Steel Magnolias, I was like, I think it's time to watch Steel Magnolias, and I was like, Who? No, no, I need a minute. I'm, I'm not ready. Um, sometimes I just can't. I can't sit through the sad ones. So, Cliff, since you've Brought us way back down. Let me let me take us back up. Let, let's let's go back to the comedy side of things. Let's go back. Let's go back. It's fun over here. Um, so this movie is another one that I just loved. I had no idea why I loved it or why it was so great, but I still think it was really hilarious. I, and I haven't seen it in a little while. I need to watch it again. This movie starred Beetlejuice himself, mm. Mr. Michael Keaton. When he was, you know, he was just like a regular working guy who got laid off, and it turns out he was like, oh, you know, I'm hip, I'm cool with these new trends that people are doing. My wife's going to go to work, and I'm going to be the stay-at-home mom. And so that's where he was born in the movie Mr. Mom. Hey, Kenny, where are the eggs? Oh, there they are. I have the right away. Right. Sorry. Here. Settle out of court. <laughs> oh, weirdo. Did you watch Mr. Mom, Cliff? Did you love this movie? Did, and I have to say, it is one. <laughs> I must have watched this over and over as a kid, the way you did, Christine, and Return of the Jedi. I watched Mr. Mom over <laughs> and over. I did. I, that was one that I did. I did, too. I loved it. And it had a very influential scene that impacted my life a lot. Can you guess which scene? Uh, I, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it. I need to watch it again. I don't know what scene it would be. Well, this just... <sighs> Proves you are heterosexual once and for all. It is the scene where the gals in the neighborhood, they take Michael Keaton to Chippendales or something that's very like Chippendales to see the male strippers. I, I don't even remember that scene. You don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember that scene. That's the only scene I remember. And I watched it over and over. And I would watch the whole movie just to get to the Chippendales scene. Kendall? <laughs> and he, you know, he gives him the money. He's like, where is he putting it? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and young Cliff, he's he like, maybe I'll watch Terms of Endearment after this. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm up for a fun Friday night. Fun Friday, yes. And Terry Gar, the incomparable Terry Gar in Mr. Yes. Mom. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. I need to watch it again. But it was, it was one of my faves. Watched it all the time. Oh, yes. Now, number two, 
This is one I didn't see it in 1983, like Kendall. I saw it when I was a teen. And really, to be honest, it all began the day I found that from my window I could only see a piece of sky. And I stepped outside and looked around. I never dreamed it was so wide or even half as high. And then it hit me, Kendall. The fact that nothing is impossible because I knew Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you see me? Papa, can you find me? This girl, she was more than meets the eye. This is another movie we've talked about very recently, and I'm sure in a couple episodes it's going to come up again. And this is one about a girl who she wanted to do what everybody does. She wanted to study the Talmud. Don't you get it? We all have been there. She wanted to go to the yeshiva, but she was a goyal. So she had to dress up like a boy named Anshul, even though her name was Yentl. Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you see me in the night? Barbara Streisand. Before his glass is even empty, she's filling it up. God forbid he should wait. Before he has the chance to tell her he's chilly, she'll go put a log on the fire, fulfilling his every Did everything. She catered this movie. She did the score. She edited. She probably was the best boy, the lead swing, wrote, directed, starred. Am I a woman or a man? Am I a devil or a demon? You got a problem with the pants? What's wrong with the pants? Compared to the pants, even the coat looks good. Take them off. Why? 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 Papa was right. Yentl. All of it. She did it all, Kendall, and she did it well. well. In a movie I've seen many times. Gentle is what we call here in the business a repeater. Mm. Like you said, it it comes up over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. and it'll come up again soon. It's going to come up again soon. Everybody, Gentle, you got to go see it, everybody. Go rent the videotape. The way one lie begets another. Somebody wake me up and say it's all a dream. Ouch! Look at this. Look how easily I fool them. They may have eyes, but they don't see. They never really look at me. People are blind. I knew that I was safe leaving that off my list because uh-huh. I knew you would get to it. So I have saved what what is my best on my list for last, of course. It's a movie in which... Um, oh, before you do the one that I let, I knew you would get to, so I didn't need to yeah, put it on yeah. my list. Uh, you, you said I brought us down talking about terms of endearment. Kendall, I could have talked about... Honorable mention, Silkwood with Meryl Streep and Cher. You want to talk about bringing people down? That's a sad one. No, let's stay up, Cliff. Let's stay way on up. All right. Let's stay way on up. Now, this this next movie, it may have some down moments, but but for the most part, it's always taking us up, 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 up and away, Cliff. Because we are driving down the road. When we are on a... It, it, it teaches us, really, it's not about the destination. It's the journey. That's what this movie teaches us. So we have to enjoy the journey while we're on it. Like every spelly moment in the car, oh. 
every dead relative that's passed away on the oh, trip, God. every every hubcap that's fallen off the car, every bit of luggage lost, every poor dog that you've killed on the road. Oh, no. I'm talking, of course, about the classic Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. What a, an amazing movie that is. I think you're all fucked in the head. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. <laughs> I got to be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. On the way to Wally World. Wally World. That's another repeater. Repeater. But it is something I could watch literally over and over and over again and never get tired of it right there along with Christmas Vacation. There you go. Vacation all I ever wanted. Vacation got to get away. Holiday roll. Holiday roll. There you go. Oh my gosh. Oh, now, why are those people from the Wax Museum there putting that big wax me on a dolly and wheeling it? Where are they? They're not wheeling it to the melting room, I hope. Hope they haven't realized that's a, a cliff and not a Dom DeLuise in a Madonna shirt. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Dear, it oh seems my. that the new wax figures are very, very uh, well received. Everyone loves them. They think they're a great Marlon Brando and Danny DeVito. Oh, yes. They're putting a very, very tall Danny DeVito, and they're putting them both in the front window bars. They think they're really going to drive up business. <laughs> What a wonderful oh. turn of events. Well, I mean, I guess at least they're popular, Cliff. Well, the more popular than we have ever been or our show. So, you know, in a way, it's like we're popular. In a way, we'll live forever. In a way. <laughs> All right, boys. Whatever you say. Are you finished with this thing in here? Uh, well, we're just wrapping it up. Uh, yeah. We're wrapping it up. Our, I've, I'm Cliff. And I'm Kendall. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next week. Oh dear, I think we should go and take a look at the other displays before we leave. Sixteen springs and sixteen summers gone now. Cartwheels turn to car wheels through the town. And they tell her, take your time, it won't be long now. Drag your feet to slow the circles down, and the seasons they go round and round, and the painted ponies go up and down. We're captive on the carousel of time. We can't return. We can only look behind. So the years spin by and now the girl is 20 Though her dreams have lost some grandeur coming true I 
It'll be new dreams, maybe better dreams, and plenty. Seasons they go round and round. Did their fluid? Did their fluid? Did Good show, good show, good show.